Oh, look at this. Get him on here because Roger, congratulations. Roger, congratulations. Sit down, put your headset on, talk to Mike and Chris for a while. Look at this. A nice surprise. Mr. Every time we every time we have you on, you do a tremendous job talking to us. You'll get my putter and take over. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Not really. We're having a good time. How you doing, all right? Good. Good. Uh, you know, I, you know me. I can get on the Yankees some, so I thought maybe the Yankees were going to shut me out here on Saturday morning because I wanted to get Raj on. You know on. what? I got so we have you on Monday. We have you on Monday. This is good. I got a buddy that listens to you all the time. So when I get back in my car, you guys are on. And then I, uh, I was headed into the stadium, and you're saying that they can't get me. And I said, Why? Nobody asked. You know better than to go on on Saturday anyway. Go on on Monday. <laughs> the go. real show is Monday to okay. Friday. Don't listen to that. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> well, remember first that. of all, that was that was an amazing night. I was over to the Nets. We had done our show there that day. But my wife TiVoed the game for me, so I got home and got a chance to see a lot of it and, and watch the whole thing on tape. And, boy, what an emotional night at Yankee Stadium. First things first, we were watching this at the game before the Net game started. The Tino thing was wild. You get the 4,000 strikeout just as Tino's coming up. So it's such an emotional minute. You stepping back for him, he's kind of not knowing what to do with the plate. That was an incredible moment with yeah. the two things at once. Yeah, he tipped uh, his hand or hat re- real quick, and uh, I stepped back to give him time. But you're right. Everything was happening so fast. You're in the middle of an inning. Uh, the game's, uh, you know, there's a guy, you know, you're, you're in, you know, threatening to score, and they're trying to get something going. So there's everything happening, but you want to acknowledge the crowd, say you appreciate it. I mean, they all set through the rain. It was terrible weather. And, uh, I mean, they were there. Once I did everything, gave, you know, told everybody thank you and all that, and came back out to the field, the fans were still there. But it was great. It was great, uh, you know, great for Tino and those guys when they came back. But, I mean, I loved it. I um, now having everything done and, and over with, um, I, I'm, I'm almost glad I didn't win it on the road. Well, I you, am glad. Well, you had the two starts. Let's talk about that for a sec. The Tiger game, you had the big lead. The team kind of broke down a couple of mistakes in the fifth inning. Then a Cub game last week where the team had the worst inning oh, no, I've Tigers seen the in the fifth inning since, 90, since the run began for this team. That was the <laughs> single worst inning that the Yankees have ever played. That, that's how bad that inning was. That yeah, inning was a that, joke. Was, well, I'm not. Well, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it was the worst. It, it was, I was unbelievable. Just trying to, uh, we were just trying to. You know, I tried to slow the pace down a little bit and get some momentum if we, you know, you if you could. But you know, I, again, after everything was over, just hearing the stories, I think that's what I'll take with me. Um, walking around during batting practice and talking to the guys, and uh, you know, I was surprised to hear some of the guys. You know, and I've I've heard the comments from the media personnel that guys might be a little edgy because of it, and I was surprised to hear that. They really were. Even uh, Joe admitted that to us. Yeah, I was surprised. I was a little bit surprised to hear that because we're just you know you try and focus on winning games, especially the way we we've been playing. I think Joe was even tight with this thing, and you know the thing is the what happened. He takes you out with you know the huge ovation. You, you you're pitching a great game against we a good lineup. We and next thing, Joe has to be dying because they're a bleeder away from you not getting it again. And he's got to be saying, my God, one more single and I'm going to be miserable. And I know what he's thinking that night. If I have to go to Rivera in the eighth, I'll go to Rivera in the eighth. Whatever I have to do, that had to be driving Joe crazy when they get two men on uh, you know, against Hammond in that, in that seventh inning. I didn't wa- that's one thing I didn't watch, but I knew the inning was going longer than it should have. And I kept peeking at the TV through the trainer's room. And uh, finally I saw the close-up of the american flag so i knew we were through the inning so <laughs> uh, afterwards i found out what happened and uh, you know like i said to hear the what hammond had to say and uh, even re- re- mo when he got two outs i barely made it to the dugout in time threw my uniform on, got down there 
and uh, he said he had to step back with two outs that uh, it was it was getting at him a little bit and and then I had some emotions out there on the mound it was just I think the fact that it, it had come and, and we'd gotten it and uh, gotten it there at home and just the huge ovations and everything, it was it was tremendous. And you did a great job after the game, too. I saw you on all the interviews. I thought you did a tremendous job. How about the um, – what is the 300th? Now that you've done it, you've, you've, you've thought about it, we know that you wanted to do – how's it all sunk in here in these last couple of days? What does it mean to you? Well, I think, again um, – the, uh, they had some videotape message of all the other pitchers that uh, a lot of them, uh, five or six of the guys, the, the messages I've been getting from, you know, Reggie, Johnny Bench, um, different players uh, that are our Hall of Famers. Um, it's just really neat. You know, Did Steve call you? Uh, I got a great message from Steve, and uh, he told me what took you so long. And uh, it, it was just those, those are the things I'm going to be able to uh, look back on when this is over with and, and really enjoy. And I want to watch it over again and, and watch the game. I had to kick everybody out of my place about 4 in the morning so we had to you know get ready for the game the next day. But um, everybody was enjoying it, and that's what I, I love the most, that, um, you know, even a golfer or tennis player, they have a team. You have a coach and you have a team and your family's behind them too. So if you can share these moments with people, that's what I, I enjoy the most. And, uh, again, just to hear the comments afterwards of what went on. You know, the skipper came out and I handed him the ball. He said, thanks for getting me booed. And I said, you're welcome. And handed him, handed him the ball. <laughs> and he and, did get booed. <laughs> and uh, so, but, you know, again, I would never question uh, anything that Joe does. But we had a plan. And uh, Mel and I talked about it. And when he came in, I said, Mel, you know, I don't know that I made a right call on this. You make the call. And he just took his hat off, started itching his head. He, I knew he didn't want anything to do with it. So I said, let me go back out. Let me get out there and give me some incentive. He goes, we need you to get two more guys, and we'll go from there. You know, I was surprised you talk about Rivera. And I know there's a real kinship with you and Rivera. But uh, Mariano shows no emotion ever. During this whole great run game, when no matter what situation he was in, you could tell that ninth inning on the mound, he was actually, uh, he got through it quickly, but he was actually really tense. And you could tell after the game, he was actually really pumped up when you and he you hugged on the mound. I mean, he, Rivera well, we doesn't show it. a lot of emotion he usually. Doesn't. We talked about it just like uh, uh, Jorge and I have. And so I guess leading up to it, you know, and, uh, you know that had something to do with it, and you know it was a playoff atmosphere which we needed. And after getting our butts chewed out the other day, after uh, Joe got after us, and uh, you know sometimes you need that. You, you'll find out a little bit about the character of players when uh, you get after them. They can only go two ways: they'll stand up and show you, or they'll they'll go the other way. Now the national media spent a lot of this weekend talking about your career and put it in perspective and everything else. I saw it on a lot of different shows, and it was a great deal of speculation as to what you discovered after that end run with the Red Sox when you went to Toronto and just super recharged your entire career what happened in Boston I mean the Red Sox guys say well he was he didn't work like uh, Duquette said he didn't work like this in Boston first of all that's the first thing he said is that true or not true well I don't want to argue it I mean I right. think if you guys know my character I'm I would gonna, think I'm, you just I'm, discovered this when you went to Toronto how to work out yeah I just I guess I did <laughs> so, I mean, yeah you know um you know, I, you know, I hate to even go back over it because it's not worth it. That you know, I, I just dislike a comment or two that somebody makes, and it just gets life of its own, and they don't know. And you know, this is one man. It's not the city. I right. enjoyed my time there. I loved it. Obviously, I try and say all the right things when you're there that you want to play for the city that you've always been into, like I say, a Cal Ripping. But it doesn't happen that way. Same right. thing here. We have so many other players. There's only four or five guys that come have come through this farm system. Um, 
But one guy, he wanted his own team, and he wanted to build his own team to try and win. So once he did win, uh, he could say that he won. He did it, pat himself on whatever he wanted to do. But that's great. And and now I went to work for another company. I'm glad I had that opportunity. And, and I'm a loyal person. And 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 uh, and I stand true to my convictions, and and uh, that's why I had the discussion. Some of the writers the other day brought up about the hat issue, and uh, you know I said I'm not going to you know beg on this. I mean I, I think I was a pretty good player in Boston, but I don't know if I was a Hall of Famer. Definitely probably not a first ballot. So if I were to listen to this guy, I mean it's something I got to stand by because I tell the same thing to young kids in high school when they get cut. I'm not degrading the high school coach, but don't give up. You know, don't give right. up. You, I wasn't the best player in high school, and, and it's the same same scenario. Um, it, it was great that uh, everything that happened in Toronto, but then when I got here, um, you know, I have I had a great bullpen. If I had the bullpen I had in Boston, and Kevin Kennedy will tell you the story too, we, we busted our tails. My 150 pitch games are over. I mean, but I had to do that. The guys were spent in the bullpen. You just, it's it's whatever, you, you know, how, how you feel. I mean, I, I can go on and on about it. It's the playoff game's here when my legs were hurting. And uh, Joe, you know, you know, it was the only time really Joe and I had had, uh, had really intense conversations 20 minutes before I got to go warm up against the A's. He knows I'm hurting. And he tells me we don't need a hero. And that just really, get, you know, then we really exchanged some good words because I'm not going to go out there 15 minutes before the game and look my guys in the eye and tell them I can't go. And, uh, but the, you know, I, I feel like that's a, uh, you know, somebody's questioning my integrity to the game to say I didn't work out hard. Uh, one guy makes a comment about your weight. I weigh, you know, you weigh in every week. All you have to do is go to a transplant. But those are just sarcastic, miserable comments. And it has nothing. And then they, then they direct it over to the fans or the city. And it has nothing to do with the fans in the city. I still get treated wonderful when I go back to Boston. Well, you know, there was a lot of good stories on you, Roger, in the last couple of weeks. Sports Illustrated did that great story. We learned all about your workout habits, yeah. the cheeseburger at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Did you like that? <laughs> we learned a lot about that. And the New York Times did a great story about it, too. As the first time I ever heard you explain the 86, because a Red Sox fan always thinks that Roger is going to take himself out, yeah. didn't go out in the top of the eighth inning. And you made a good point. Young pitcher, 20 24, 25 years of age, you could have pitched the eighth inning. You had a lot of blisters at the time, and, you know, you said, you know what? McNamara made the decision. Why don't you explain that story about that eighth well, inning Well, I don't have to explain it. Number one, the blister wasn't a problem. The only problem it was I was bleeding on the baseballs. They were throwing baseballs out, but it was causing a problem when I threw my slider. I gave, I think I've given up four hits during that point, and they were all on basically sliders, so it was good that I couldn't throw that anymore. And, uh, you know, I was on deck ready to hit. You know, those decisions are made, and, again, they take us take on a you know life of their own, and it's just – I think it's sour grapes. You know, we've we've gone on to do bigger and better things, and I've never changed my approach or my work habits. Uh, I haven't read the article yet, but I'm glad that uh, Tom's able to leave us alone now. I made him work out with us a little bit. And that's the other thing. that It's almost kind of embarrassing. Guys talk about my work habit. It's the only way I know, and I'm able to share it, and I'm glad that I got some other guys that bought into it and go along with it. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't belittle any of the other guys. We have guys on our team that work extremely hard. And they take a lot of pride. But not at 40 years of age. and who have well, done. I you, have to do it. I'm a you power have, pitcher. But you have shown people, the re, you, you and Ryan, the respect to the game here. You've had a lot of these guys don't have that nowadays. You've shown that, that you have still have the respect of the game in these last four or five years. Are you well, surprised? The game. We're talking with Roger Clemens, of course. Are you surprised how it, you've been in a great environment here? There's no question. It's a mm-hmm. good team, mm-hmm. good relief pitcher, great relief pitcher. 
are you surprised though how good you've been? I mean, you came here and people said, "I said, you know, it'd be pretty good," but man, you've been great. I mean, you've had an Thank incredible you. run Thank here you. with I've the Yankees. Fortunate. I've been fortunate. I mean, you had a great one loss at. record. You've had a lot of big ends. I mean, you've had a great run with the Yankees. I've been very fortunate. Um, a great bunch of teammates. I know that if I falter, I've got some horses. Uh, same thing. I look in Boston when I had a guy like Bruce Hurst who won 17 games to go along with my 20, 22, whatever it might be. You have to have another horse. That you, you guys know that. You guys talk about it uh, constantly. So. Um, and I can tell you that the wins and losses are kind of overrated sometimes, too. I felt that a couple of the, the years when I won 13 or 14, whatever it was, I thought I had a real good shot at winning 18. And I was real fortunate And when I did the 20 and 1 start. You know, I had some games where I, I was losing and guys came back and I, I stretched it out a little bit to the seventh inning or my, right. you know, Mel let my pitch count come up and I was able to grab a couple wins that way. So it's just, you know, I try and be real honest with uh, Mel and, uh, and Joe about how I feel. I wanted to go a lot deeper in that game in Chicago. I couldn't. I couldn't. I could breathe i took an antihistamine for the for my thing and i thought my my heart was going to jump out of my shirt but we yelled about Sammy, joe on that we thought how does roger get taken out of this guy just trying to be said, hey, i was, I was having a hard time breathing and to be honest with you i was coughing uh, uncontrollably in the in the tunnel so i'm glad the cameras weren't down there because it would have been ugly on that and uh, but yet i wanted to go out there and and light sammy sammy up in that situation and get the excitement and i, I was able to do it i just wish i'd have been able to go deeper in the game you know i thought the and we're talking with roger i thought the guttiest game you ever pitched as the yankee was a game the yanks didn't win was the game seven in in arizona i mean yeah. Schilling was unbelievable. I was sitting five rows off the field, so right behind the dugout. It was that was an incredibly game effort you gave him that night. I mean, that was a felt great like was, game, and you were pitching this guy you knew was not going to give up a lot of runs. I mean, felt he was, like I was facing game. myself. Yeah, I'm sure. You were not 100. Yeah. You were you were hurting in the earlier starting that series, so you you hung in there well. Batista's yeah. the only guy who got the big hit off you. Well, I can tell you, yeah, that was a split. I hung. I can I remember it. I mean, it's amazing that you, when you bring it up, it's the first thing I think about too. But. Um, um, it's to me. They were such a tougher lineup when they're in our stadium with the extra hitter. I mean, it's a, it's, it's not a joy, but it's when you look and you know you got a guy maybe hitting eighth. It's not going to hurt you. A leadoff guy is not going to hurt you. And then you have you know Shill up there who he can blow away. Yeah. Well, you hope so. And uh, you know, it's just it just makes a, for a different lineup. Uh, you know, you, you're such a you know you, you are a magnet for a talk show host because we can bring up Roger Clemens' name. We can go seven eight hours on a day Beautiful. in day out. You are you, you so you keep our job moving. But you know the Met fan is going to say, well, Chris, Mike, got to ask him about the intimidation factors. They're going to bring up the Piazza thing. Yeah. We all know you didn't try to hit him in the head that day. Your first reaction it was obvious you weren't trying to do that. But the Met fan's going to want to say, you know, Rogers is throwing him, he's trying to scare people. He doesn't have to be that intimidating. You know, we try to and say, the well, Yankees you're used to say that before he got here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Yankees, same thing. Give us a little rundown on that. Your philosophy well, about throwing inside. Straight, uh, you pitch inside to expand the plate. You don't throw it, guys. You definitely don't, you want to keep the ball uh, below the letters. But um, guys don't get out. You know, to me, I'm going to give you the pitch. Now, guys don't get out of the way. Uh, you know, and that's the way I try and explain it to the young kids. When you release the ball, so you have to pitch inside number one, and number two, when you release the ball in there, it's the hitter's job to get out of the way. And and he wants to get comfortable. You don't want him to be comfortable. And uh, basically, like our scouting report said, when we go over it, all of our coaches, all our advanced scouts said we're going to crowd him. And and that's what we're trying to do, crowd him. I obviously, one trying to to hit Mike. We said it many times, and I, and again, I hate revisiting because it made it bigger than. You know, everybody played it up and made it bigger and bigger in the same Plus scenario. Plus, he had a press series. conference about it, which that didn't well, make you happy, right? Well, you're exactly right, but don't get me started on that because that really, yeah, that's what set everything off. But, uh, uh, you know, 
you know, guys, guys are going to get hit. I get, I got color on my leg right now. If I had shorts on, I'd show it to you. Guys, hit the ball up the middle. They don't apologize for that. So, uh, I'm not trying to hurt guys, but I'm going to pitch inside. And and right now, I'm not doing it enough. I'm not hitting my spots well enough uh, inside the left-handers right now, which I'm trying to do, which you have to do in Yankee Stadium. So, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, well. Uh, what were, out of the three games you've pitched, the two twenty strikeouts of the one hitter against Seattle in the playoffs, which game were you? What do you think you? Where, where would you feel you were? You know, twenty strikeouts with no walks, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. right. What game out of those three? Which was the best game you well, think you've pitched? Well, the the best game because of the importance was the playoff game. So I, I would have to say that. I mean, I had all all three things going, but the twenty strikeout games, <clears throat> excuse me, the twenty strikeout games were. Um, they had their own meaning. The, my first one was I, I proved to my teammates I was sound. It, it was a stepping stone for that year. After your shoulder, right? Sure. And uh, and uh, the, the next one in 96, uh, I was chasing down Cy Young for career wins and victories for the Red Sox. So that was pretty cool, too. Two quickies. Number one, you got so many legendary figures. 300 wins, only 155 losses, which makes the 300 look a lot better. I always look at how many games a guy's plus. That's more important to me than how many games he wins. You're plus 145 games, which is scary. Uh, all the Cy Youngs, 4,000 strikeouts. To you, what's the most important stat to you? Forget what everyone else thinks about. What's the most important stat to you uh, in your career? If, if you're going to point to one, is there one thing that is your pride and joy? Man, that's a great question. Um, I, I, I guess that I've been able to do this in 20 years. I've been on the DL a few times, obviously. You guys know that. But I guess getting this... If, I, if getting to this milestone in, in my 20th this. year, when some of the other guys have done 25, 27 years, right. I got in that discussion with Randy over the uh, the winter in a, in, a, in a dinner, and he might have to go that long if he if he's uh, up to it. Um, I, I you know with the pitching that's around the leagues now, yeah, I could still pitch. I know I could if I if I want to put the time in like I do now, I could go another two to three years, and I, I really feel that uh, I could still you know set an example or lead or or what have you with the staffs. Um, uh, but I've got a team at home calling me, and and uh, you know, like Andy, Andy's running around there. He says he said in an interview, I har- I harass him. He's going to miss it when I'm gone because I harass him. Yeah, but I, I think t- he is going to miss it. Yeah, him. I'll come back and harass you him. You know, it's funny that you say that. And I know you got to go, but um, watching that, I was watching with my wife, and the interaction with your kids. She's over there crying like crazy on the couch because the, your little guy, your little guy yeah, was, was so fun. cute. You know, coming over to you, high five yeah, yeah. and everything, and taking the stuff off. They the interaction with your it. kids was really interesting on I the field, especially the little guys. Yeah, I hope they remember it because they get, you know, they, especially my two older ones, they get to run on the field where the great ones did. And it's a different look when you stand on that mound. Right. I mean, General Myers, I tried to warn him about it, and he was just, he couldn't believe the sound, and people are cheering for you when you're on the center stage there. But, uh, yeah, the the guys in the clubhouse each uh, brought down baggies and gave them to the boys, and the boys took the baggies. They knew exactly what to do with them, ran out and grabbed some dirt. So when we do a little shadow box uh, down the road with all this stuff, we'll, we'll stick that in there. Uh, it sounds like you really are committed to retiring. I, we all think you will. You've been at this yeah. a long time. It yeah. sounds like you're going to and Mike and I have talked about it a lot. He really enjoyed this last year going around the ballpark. The rare yeah. ones yeah, is picking the guy, it up. A guy doing this well usually doesn't always thinks again. Like David Robinson had a great game last night, and he said, I'm not coming back. I told you all year. He had 17 rebounds last night. He won't night, come back. He and he said, back. no way Tim Duncan's going to try and talk him into it. And David Robinson said, I'm not coming back. 
They keep saying the same thing about you. Well, maybe you've had such a great year. Maybe uh, we don't no, see it. I think this no is no chance. Huh? Yeah, yeah. This is this will be it for me. And and I just it's been a, it's been a joy. But uh, yeah, the, our bullpen court uh, catcher uh, Borza, uh, Mike Borzello, he uh, he keeps telling me that even my, my stuff on the side. He said he wished I could pass it along and leave it or something. But <laughs> uh, we have a good time with these guys. Keep me fired up and and. Uh, and I try and do the same for them. So we'll see what happens. We, we need to get going here at home. And, uh, you know, it should be fun with the Mets series coming up again. Get a little life going in the city. Well, congratulations, Roger. That's a tremendous accomplishment. I appreciate Keep up the good that. Work. Thanks, care, guys. Roger. Thanks. Okay, Thank Roger Clemens, nice okay. to have him with us here. Mike and Chris.